0: Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And my name's Josh. And this is Stay on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com.
1: This week, we are talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. A
0: Star Wars story. As you can tell, (laughs) Chris is not on this podcast. Nope. Uh, he has been uh, been been replaced ju- for for however long. Yep. By Foltron Till he third, gets his act together. The third co-host. Yep. And uh, and <laughs> he yeah, left so, me to do his dirty work. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, but dude, a s- solo
1: a Star, a Star Wars story. A Star Wars story.
0: A Star Wars story. A story in the stars. That's that's right. With wars. Yep. The wars have to be in there somewhere. <laughs> And let me tell you, I'm about ready to spoil this thing. I almost <laughs> just laid a spoiler out just there, dude. I almost just blew this entire thing apart. Wow. But we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. Yep. And we'll have a spoiler-free section with a countdown, yep. um, and uh, and then we'll, we'll get right into it. What have you been up to this week, man?
1: Oh, gosh. So much Destiny, man.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: I... I kind of left Fortnite in the dust. Me I just, too, man.
0: I haven't done the challenges in weeks.
1: No, I'm, I'm like three weeks behind at yeah, this point. Me too. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Destiny. Yeah. The new Warmind DLC, like, it has its flaws, but it really kind of picked up the pace for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I have something to strive for. I mean, trying to get through escalation protocol—it's <laughs> going mean, to be a while. Literally, so, just surviving is yeah. like the, the top thing on my list right now. Of like, can yeah. I just, so that's
0: can I just finish one of these events?
1: Yeah, that's 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 going to be the uh, that's going to be the grind for a little while. I was doing some uh, some heroic strikes yeah. uh, last
0: night. And I wasn't like I didn't have like nobody else was online or whatever. So I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, the only queue with some randoms. And man, it is a, uh, it is a hit or miss. Like yeah. it's either like, man, we rolled through that and it was great or everybody gets frustrated and leaves halfway through, yep. you know, except for except for me. And I'm left there being like, guys, I'm I'm the only one doing any work right <laughs> now. So
1: well, I'm a total I'm a total lever when it comes to those situations. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. I mean, it's I mean, like, I give it a, I give it a good call to try, like right. three of them, yeah. And it's then like, it's like if, if we're just not getting it, we're not getting it. I'm not going to waste you know three hours trying to get one strike. There done, was so. one last night that I literally was just like this close, but then people
0: left, and I was like, it like got some new people in, and they were amazing, and yeah. so it was just like okay, cool, so yeah, <laughs> well, I can do this now, nice. They can carry me through this thing. Is basically what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but the uh, we also did the raid. We also did a uh, yeah. the, the old raid, yep. but did the raid over the weekend. That's the first time we've raided in a really long
1: time. Yeah, and we're doing it again this week. That's though. right. That's right. Getting the getting the crew back together.
0: And it's it feels like the old timey days of 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 Destiny. You yeah, know? where they had like We had
1: like our weekly raid group. That's right. I, miss I mean those
0: days. The, the old timey days of like the player pianos and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you the hit saloons. Your, Yeah, you hit your uh, sparrow, to the all solo- of it. <laughs> <laughs> all the old timey things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so yeah, Destiny, dude, I, I uh, that's, I've basically only had time for some Destiny. I've been playing some like indie stuff on the side on my Switch. Yeah. Um, but like uh, that aside, like we've had a lot, like we've painted here and that sort of thing. So I didn't have a whole lot of time to game
1: mm-hmm. much.
0: Um, other than the destiny stuff, because yeah. it's like, like you said, it's back in a yeah. big way. Yeah. I do worry though, that at the end of the Fortnite season, I'm going to be like ready to ready to rock on this <laughs> yeah. thing and then not be able to complete everything, uh, in the, the battle pass season. So,
1: yeah, I'm a little bummed about that. Like it makes me wonder if I'm going to buy the next battle pass. Like, yeah, I've gotten to a point with Fortnite where I feel like I've kind of plateaued. Yeah. It's just as far as skill goes. Mm. Like, the last few games I've played has been frustrating. Like yeah. they haven't been fun. So well, there definitely is
0: like a, that big learning curve, and it never ends. Yeah. And so like it can either be a really good night of like, oh man, I was on top of it, or like everyone is just better than me. Um. And so yeah. I don't know. It's uh, like you said. I feel like the, I plateaued skill level wise, and I'm like the amount of energy it will take to get to the next like level. Yeah. Is probably more that than I'm have time for. So yeah.
1: And Sea of Thieves new content drop is this Tuesday, dude. so mm. uh, I'm excited for that. Going to be going to be doing some of that as well.
0: So the things that they've talked about that have been included in that, like, are, are some additional things to do, like in the world, mm-hmm. and like it, I
1: heard there was fishing mechanics being added. It's amazing. I think there's like a megalodon,
0: dude. I am totally
1: down for the Melgarodon. However, I do hope that it is more frequent than the Kraken was. Well, I hope that it means something. Like with the Kraken, it's like it happens mm. and you do it, but you don't get anything for it other than an achievement, which I still haven't gotten. (laughs) I think it's a a certain amount of time that you have to spend fighting the Kraken. (laughs) It's like, oh no, if
0: you defeat the Kraken too quickly, you don't get the achievement. You know, you're you're too good at the game. Yeah, I think we did have like multiple vessels that were taking out, like hitting the kraken at the time. Whenever like there was us, and then there was the little, the little sloop off to the side that was just kind of like t- taking shots, really long range yeah. cannonball <laughs> shots
1: at the uh, the kraken, and be like we're helping. Yeah, the other day, me and my brother got on, and I think I I posted the picture in our in our uh, our Discord, but we mm. had we had over. We had some like 38 different chests on board plus other various loot. So somewhere somewhere around 45 to 50 different pieces of loot on board. That's amazing. And we started the evening out just being like, let's just like, let's troll people. Like, let's just have like, but like in a positive way, like, like, I guess like role play type stuff, you know? So we'd like, uh, we both had lanterns, like we had an orange and a blue. And we'd start flashing them whenever we'd see a ship. (laughs) Yes. And uh, my brother would would get on that because he's on PC now. So he started playing on PC. Mm. And so he can talk to people pretty easily. And he was just like – uh, he would just be like, excuse me, good sir. Would you like to partake in a riddle? <laughs> and like, and so like, please stop and we'll board your ship and you can participate in a riddle. And if you get the, the correct answer, you'll win a prize. Yes. It's just like some crazy like <laughs> bridge trolls just like sailing the ocean. And we stopped this one guy and he just stops and we hop on his boat. Just a single? Like yeah, a just swoop? a single guy. And uh, we're like, "Can you hear us?" And he doesn't respond. I'm like, "Jump once if you can hear us." And then he jumps. We're like, yes. "Oh, all right. It's going to have to be a yes or no question for you then." All right. <laughs> it's just is one of those one of those classic
0: yes or no riddles. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And so I was, my brother was like, pick a number between one and ten. Guess on the right side of five and you win the prize. <laughs> and so and then he's like, jump the number of times you want your answer to be. And so he jumps five. And then my brother looks at me and he goes, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> he guessed five. And I'm like, did you not think that through?"
0: It's the answer. It's yeah. The only answer.
1: And he's like, "Okay, you win. <laughs> Take this chest." And so like we handed him like a like a uh, like a captain's chest that we had found. We yes. just dropped it on the board. Oh, <laughs> he started that's amazing. doing like the celebration dance. Uh, that's and amazing. then we just sailed off into the distance. He's, he's just like, "What the heck just <laughs> happened?" <laughs> but that's how it started off. And we tried to do oh. another one. And the ships, there was two ships. We were trying to like intercept two ships that were fighting <laughs> oh, and to get them to stop fighting and take part in our riddle. Oh, no. And they ended up like one <laughs> took off and the other one turned and started fighting us. And we just sank them, <laughs> <laughs> stole all their loot and ended the night with You're like, Hey, over you, don't, 50 want to play, play, you don't want to play the riddle. We're yeah. going to sink your ship.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like one of those, uh, or like, a, like what, an all-powerful fairy would, would yeah. do in that situation. It's like, yeah. you won't play my games? I'm yeah. going to steal your stuff. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> yeah, was pretty oh, fun. Oh, that's amazing. So so you say it's easier to talk to people on PC. Is that because it's just like party chat? Well, because he can do like, like
1: push to talk. So he can switch back and forth between just talking to me and then talking out into the world. That's super Where like cool. on Xbox, we have to go into the menu, mm-hmm. turn on you know game chat. That's like really cool. I kind of yeah. wish that
0: feature existed on on party chat like why doesn't it yeah i don't know it doesn't make any sense to me um that's interesting i love that dude how is it like what are the biggest differences visually from like pc like is it just so much like head and shoulders above
1: i think visually it's the same except for the frame rate you can get you know super high frame rates on pc that would make sense so my brother bought a new graphics card and he's running it 60 frames per second on super high settings i love it and so, he's and now he's like, dude, this is the way to play because you can PvP like there's no tomorrow. Like, of course, you can just hit people. Like, we're on <laughs> console. It's just, dude, it's like banging your head against the wall. Dude, it is so like the the hit
0: like the hit boxes are so narrow sometimes on yeah. the uh, on the console that it's like oh, I feel like I I headshot at that person, but there's no way of like yeah. replicating it. You know, they can't.
1: <laughs> from shot to shot, it's impossible. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs>
0: Oh man, dude, I'm I uh I haven't gone back into Sea of Thieves in a really long time, but I've every single time I like booted up on my I was like, oh man, is it Sea of Thieves time? Is this is it <laughs> happening? And it's like no no we're raiding or something like that. So <laughs> eventually the Sea of Thieves thing will, will happen. Is the uh is this update gonna do the thing where you can choose, hey, I don't want like I want a th- three person uh, vessel, but then like, or a four person vessel, but leave one of the seats open so that way if somebody can join in or something like that. Like, when is that happening? I don't where know. You can kind of join in freely. I'm not sure. Because I, don't I feel have like answer. that would be amazing. If yeah. If you could just hop on and be like, oh man. Yeah. You're halfway through an adventure. Let me, uh, let me join yeah, on that yeah. thing. So, so we're going to review Solo later. Nice. But first, <laughs> the <news! laughs> The news. Yes. So there's a there's a, a couple of different items, and I, where would you like to start? Would you like to start with from like, the top? Okay. So from the top, <laughs> the probably the biggest and most important thing, time wise, is there are some sales that are going on mm. on the Xbox Store because it is the tenth anniversary. Of Xbox's Summer of Arcade, which is whenever they debuted their Xbox Live Arcade games, which are like all the indie games. That's whenever I really started noticing indie games actually getting
1: big, you
0: know? Yeah, um, But they're having a sale, and it looks like there's a lot of good stuff. Like Bastion is on sale. Braid is on sale. Those are both 50% off. Uh, Limbo is 80% off. Dang. Uh, Brothers, a Tale of Two Sons is 70% off. That's a good game. And Castle Crashers Remastered is a overwhelming 20% off.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so if anybody is interested in those games and wants to relive all the the best days, the, the golden days of xbox live arcade um that's the way to go i wish they would bring that back like i hope i wish that e3 some year they would just be like we're gonna bring back the summer of arcade and like Mm -hmm. revive that sucker because i always would do that because like they would give you like special discount price if you'd buy like a certain number of them it's like oh we're gonna come out with four of them if you buy three of the four we'll give you a discount and uh, i would always always do that type of thing um the next piece of news Nintendo has filed a trademark for N64, and this adds more fuel to the fire.
1: Wait, of, they just now trademarked the Nintendo 64. This
0: is this is accurate. Well, they they renewed it, ah. which in order to like in in this is in Japan. So in order to to renew a trademark in Japan, you have to have a market stake. So like, it has to either be actively selling like new from you or you have to have intention to use that trademark like you you can't Hmm. um just sit on it you can't just renew it and be like "Ah, no nobody can use this right now you have to actively be using it so this adds a lot of fuel to the fire of the potential n64 classic like mini uh console series that they've got going on so uh so Hmm. we may see that happen in my mind like so did you own an n64 growing up no,
1: but my cousin did, and he was over like every weekend. And nice. Yeah, so I played it a lot. The only question I have is like, what games would they put on it? Because well, first, if GoldenEye is not on there, nobody's
0: buying it. That's that's right? what I was thinking. But that's like a licensed game, and I don't even know like how that all works anymore because it was a rare game. Yeah, like, I don't know who who owns the rights to that.
1: Who you would talk to about like giving them? I mean, it was you know, a cut. Nintendo sixty four exclusive, so. Nintendo has to have some stake in that, right? Right, right, and then also like
0: it's released on Xbox and things like that, right? As like a uh, as like a remastered. There's been remastered
1: title. versions, yeah. That's but, true. Like,
0: it seems like it. It really does seem like to me. Like you're right, where it's like, hey, I if like Goldeneye has to be on there, right? Yeah. But then there's a lot of other like third party games that uh, that like Rare made and things like that that like. Like
1: banjo kazooie and
0: yeah, I have no Perfect idea Dark. if any of those are going to show up. Probably not. I would imagine. I don't know because yeah, Microsoft owns them. I mean,
1: obviously, a one would be uh, Mario sixty four. Yes. Probably a two would be Star Fox. Oh man, you know, yeah. like those two titles have to be on there. Agreed. Um, maybe Turok. Dude, t- Turok, Turok One and Turok, Two,
0: yes. I mean they just recently remastered Turok One and Two yeah. as well for uh for Xbox, I believe.
1: Yeah. So but yeah. I, I, remastered it, is a loose word. It, it's it,
0: <laughs> like I I heard
1: the news They, they, they increased the resolution at which it plays. <laughs> yeah, That's like, about uh, it.
0: These uh these you know four four eighty assets are actually let's let's upscale them to to ten eighty. Yeah. It's it'll be, be fine. The assets
1: know? don't even look like they're scaled up. It just looks like It renders at a better resolution. Yeah, it outputs. Yeah, there's no, it doesn't have like the sawtooth edges. You know, it's, it's, yeah, there's not much different about it.
0: But like, okay, so what's really funny to me is like polygonal games from back in like that era. Yeah. Mario aside, and like Star Fox aside, like Star Fox was designed, like that ship, the way that ship is designed was built around polygons. Like it was built to look right, but like, Mario aside, Mario sixty four aside, because that still like will look okay, but most of the polygonal stuff does not age well. Like no. it, if you put it on like the crisp televisions, <clears> like this isn't how I remember it. Yeah, and part of me feels like that's probably just like how I'm remembering it. Where it's like, oh man, everything. Like I remember playing Mario for the first time, being like, nothing is is going to get better than this. Yeah, this looks real. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's definitely not real. But yeah. then, like at the same time, like the TVs were different. Like the actual thing that you were looking at was like blurrier and mm-hmm. like had the rounded kind of edges on it. So like, I don't know how much is that too. Yeah. Like, it's just not like the HD television is putting on my, my big HD television is not, <laughs> not how it was intended to be done. Like it's yeah. not what they designed these polygonal characters on. So yeah. anyway, Um. but yeah, so the, uh, the N64 classic, would you purchase an N64 classic? no no you haven't purchased any of the other classics no I, I, no <laughs> not your jam
1: well they charge too much for it so that's true i was wondering what this one would be
0: i feel like this one's going to be like if the n64 classic comes it's got to be more like more than the snes and the you get away classic. with
1: it i mean they could easily charge 99
0: yeah i mean they're bigger games like it's got to have a bigger memory card in there just regardless yeah And then yeah,
1: there's a big difference between SNES and 64.
0: Yeah, and you figure like the the controller, like that joystick of that controller. It's like I don't know, that thing is some strange proprietary like manufacturing there, rather than it just being here are some buttons, you know, (laughs) in a little little plastic box. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I feel like it would be very very expensive. Um, The last piece of news, Mm. which is potentially the most like oh my goodness, shocking one, was that. PlayStation CEO, so Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO John Codera, who's he's relatively new. Uh, Andrew House stepped down earlier this year. This uh, John Codera took over. Okay. Um, he has been quoted, uh, in a talk with analysts and investors that the PS4 is entering its final phase of its life cycle. Yeesh. Yeah. And I was like shocked. I was like, what? (laughs) We're talking really? Like, and so he said that, uh, he went on to suggest that um, 2021, so like three years from now, March of that year, that fiscal year or whatever that would, would look like is kind of where they would target for the next generation. And saying that, across this time between now and then to, you know, the investors should expect like actual hardware sales to maybe plateau,
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: and, uh, and just kind of hold on until that the next gen and they'll have higher software sales and higher, uh, subscriptions and things like that, but that like the hardware might actually go down. It's super interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I've never heard it described that way. Yeah. And like I don't wonder if it's just because like he's maybe maybe he's like just new in his, his role and it's like maybe he's just like All <laughs> well, the other guys are like, You're not supposed to tell everybody that you shouldn't tell anyone now that. no one's gonna buy it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're just you're gonna tamp down sales, you're gonna like yeah. suppress sales. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and so like I don't or know. Or people like, are gonna
1: be like rushing to the stores and like, They're
0: shutting down PlayStation. Right. Well it's like I'm I'm I thinking about people who potentially bought like the uh the PS4 Pro, which they just released like yeah. a year ago, you yeah. know, a year and a half ago at this point. And so it's like, man, that seems seems like a really I don't know, it seems like a it seems like such a strange thing to put out there into the world of like, hey, here's yeah. here's one of our next consoles gonna be gonna be happening. Or here's the time frame of essentially like games will like be like, oh, our target is this. Yeah. Uh, and they'll give like a year or a season. It's like, I feel like that's what this is, but with a console, which we're three years out from. So it's, it's very strange to me. Yeah. When do you think like the next generation of like both, I mean, obviously this is the PS4 one that we, but when would like the
1: Xbox, like, do you think they would try to, try to time it the same? Well, let's see. So this generation came out in 2013. 13. Yeah. Okay. And we just got the X in yeah. 2017. Which is so that a, was a that was beastly a, console. Yeah, that was a four-year cycle. Yeah. Um, but we also had the 1S, which is kind of an incremental upgrade mm-hmm.
0: like in between a, uh, there. Like basically, oh, here's a little bit of extra processing, but nothing really that would Well, and would that came it. out in
1: 2016,
0: right? Right, the year before the Xbox One X came out, yeah. Yeah, so we had three years of
1: nothing new. Then we had a 1S and then a 1X right after that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like... I feel like Xbox is is not really in a hurry to get anything out. But, I mean, three years, that's a long time. It is a long time. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was, you know, an upgraded version of the One X and the One S in three years. I'm curious. like, So, obviously,
0: whatever the next console is, whether it's an Xbox console, the, the, the next Xbox or whatever, or whether it's a PS5, let's say, it's got to be – like, you would assume that it has to be more powerful – than the Xbox one X, like just like you have to justify why it's the next big thing. Mm -hmm. So you have to make it more powerful than even your competitors box or whatever. And so as much as Xbox like wanted this Xbox one X basically to be like way more powerful than any of the other competitors. um, I wonder if they would want to like beat whatever the next thing is to market to still maintain that, Hey, this is the console. If you want the best, yeah. um or if they maybe wait a year you know after whatever the next playstation comes out and then they 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 come out then I don't know
1: yeah I'm not sure i don't know i i hope that uh I hope they stick to their philo- their philosophy of you know generationless console upgrades yeah because I really like what they've been doing with the whole backwards compatibility thing I think that's a great quality of life choice that they've made for mm-hmm. their brand mm-hmm um and it instills a lot of trust in the cons- like uh, from the consumer base to the to the company I so. mean, to,
0: to the point where, like, aside from, like, load times being way faster on your Xbox One X versus my, like, standard day one edition Xbox, yeah. um, and probably, like, definitely some graphics stuff. Like, I don't have a 4K TV, so I wouldn't be able to see some of that stuff anyway. But, like, just in general, it's going to be, like, a smoother experience. It's going to look better. Yeah. Um. Aside from, like, some noticeable things of, like, oh, man, you got to the tower in Destiny before I did. Ha, ha, ha. You know, I really haven't noticed that much of a difference, so I, I would... I would hope that whatever the next thing would be that seamless of a thing, like where it's like, oh, I can hold on to my Xbox One X for a while. I don't, I don't yeah. need need to upgrade the new thing in order to play the games that I want to play. Well,
1: and it's it's different now because we have a very fractured economy as far as technology goes right now. Yeah, there's some people who are in 1080p still and have no plans to upgrade to 4K because they don't need to. Yeah. They're not going to notice the difference. Like, I'm going to hold on to this TV until it just – all the pixels go out. Right. And it's like I got 4K. I don't need 4K. But I got it because I'm a nerd. Yeah. I love that stuff. So yeah. I sit there and I analyze the crap out of stuff when I yeah. watch it, when I watch 4K Blu-rays or I play a 4K video game. like Or I you're, love or you're rendering – by the way, you're rendering your
0: 3D models. <laughs> I was gonna I've, make the joke that you have um, you know, you you're, you're you're you've been doing modeling on the side. I have been 3D modeling. Yes. But yeah, you know.
1: Anyway, but <laughs> not like, in 4K though. Not in 4K? No. Oh. I don't have that kind of time. Um <laughs> is it just the rendering capabilities oh yeah. of that? Okay. Yeah. It just I mean, takes it, like four times as long. Yeah, there was an image that i I rendered out yesterday that took uh, like an hour and a half in 1080p. Oh, AP, man. Just for one frame. Ooh. And it still wasn't clear enough. Wow. Um, and that's just like basic stuff. Like it, it, it's it's nothing compared to what you would
0: <laughs> yeah. need for like a film. I mean, it's not not like you know ILM is happening over you know right <laughs> on your uh, on your your Mac Mac iMac or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and that was on a, a iMac Pro. Oh, I nice. work, which is iMac Pro or a Mac Pro? No, iMac Pro. iMac Pro. The I mean... the black iMacs. Oh, the, the is that more recent? Like a year mm-hmm. ago? Okay. Yeah.
0: I must have missed that one completely.
1: Yeah, they came out like at the beginning of this year. Okay. Somewhere around there, I like it. Yeah, um, but yeah. So, anyways, fractured economy, and so Xbox has done well in mm-hmm. giving people options. Mm-hmm. So they say, okay, you want you like your four K? Here is a system that does things in four K. Yeah, it's going to cost you a little extra because we don't have we don't have the demand. Right, right, right. <clears throat> but if you want to pay a little extra, here is the system for it. And like
0: along that. Front, it doesn't matter in that like way who upgrades or who doesn't upgrade because it's like it's all one ecosystem, which is nice. And then making things backwards compatible, like Xbox three hundred and sixty games and now original Xbox games, like that all plays into this like quality of life thing of like, oh man, I am I'm in this ecosystem. I'm not gonna switch it to something else, you know. Right. Uh, And so I wonder if because of the way the Xbox has been handling and, and been been doing these really like consumer friendly things. If that will force PlayStation five to play PlayStation four games. Cause like at that point, if that happens where it's like, Oh, this is PlayStation five, but don't worry. It still plays all your PlayStation four games. Like sometimes there, like, eventually there's going to be a game that won't work on your PlayStation four. But for now it's like, we're going to have this transitional period rather than it being this hard, like stop that the Xbox one and X and PS four were, um, I wonder if this forces like P- PlayStation to do that, like if,
1: if that'll be part of their strategy. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's in in my opinion. I would think that when you cut off a generation, you give people the opportunity to jump ship. Hmm. Hmm. Like if PlayStation Five comes out, yeah, and it's like, hey, here's PlayStation Five. It doesn't play any PlayStation Four games, so you have to buy all new games. It's yeah. Like, well, I have nothing to lose by switching to Xbox then
0: that's true and i guess like it, at that point it's like well my i'll keep my ps4 because like that'll always play the ps4 games and it'll always yeah. like that like it'll just a window into those 10 years or those however many years that it, it existed for yeah and then like now you have to like you said you make the decision of like okay well what's the what's the next 10 years yeah. you know what's what's my console for that um whereas like with xbox i also feel like it doesn't the way the Xbox has been doing it doesn't incentivize people to necessarily upgrade. Like, I wasn't incentivized to upgrade to the Xbox One X because, hey, I still... Like, all the games that they're announcing, they'll still play on my box. So why do I need a new box? So, like, it may keep hardware sales down but it keeps me in the ecosystem and so like you know you wonder what the these equations that the companies are running of like oh man you know it'll work out better for us in the long run if we keep them in the ecosystem And
1: and what do you think is a more reliable source of income their console sales or their live gold live subscriptions i mean like i've been on the
0: subscription for like xbox live gold for like I don't know what, like six years, seven years now, yeah. like constantly every, every single year. So I um, don't. Yeah. it's, it's this additional kind of con- constant source of revenue that they can be like, Hey, these so are,
1: I can, I can sit here on my Xbox one for the next 10 years mm-hmm. and keep paying them. their $60 a year. Yeah. $65 and playing so, my old games. Yeah. <laughs> they're still getting my money. Yeah, that's true. That's along true. with the occasional purchase on their store. Yeah. And I guess like that makes sense.
0: Like if, if, PS4, if whatever the PS5 is, is like a hard break. It would make, it would make a lot of sense to be like, to to like, okay, well, we're prepping for this. We're not going to announce any new games until that like that system has been announced or whatever, because there's not going to be this overlap. People are going to get upset that, oh man, I have to upgrade if I want to, you know, start playing this new game or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas with Xbox, it's like I don't know if it matters necessarily when they even launch whatever the Xbox Two will be because it's like well you can choose to upgrade if you want to or maybe not and that's uh, that's assuming that they keep the model that they've talked about where it's like hey this is a forward compatibility I think is the 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 strange like marketing term that they were using where it's like all of these games will work on every device that we come out with in the future so that forward compatibility thing is is uh, is an interesting equation where it doesn't matter when the next generation quote-unquote begins um, with Xbox because you don't have to upgrade
1: yeah well that's the news. That's yes.
0: <laughs> Solo. Solo. A Star Wars story. Hmm. Which, the A Star Wars Story thing, I still am, like, I don't, I don't... It still doesn't flow really well. And I think, like, even, like, design-wise, whenever the uh, the logo popped on this thing, I was just like... When I saw it, I was like, I barely see the A Star Wars Story part. Yeah. Like, it's literally just... You should have just called this Solo. Yeah. Just stuck with that. But anyway, um, so we're going to do some spoiler-free things. Yep. And then have a countdown and go into the spoilers. Um, how did you, like... How did you go into this movie? Like, where where were you at, headspace wise, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, as you headed in into-, <laughs> into this movie?
1: <laughs> I walked into it with super low expectations and was almost like, not like, uh, I, I was somewhere in between. Like, I'm just gonna go in and just enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what it is, somewhere in between there and this movie has to prove something to me. <laughs> like, because it's coming from a place of like just disgusting fan service, mm. like mm-hmm. unapologetic yep. fan service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, if that's what it is, it has to, it has to blow me away. Yeah.
0: I I realized earlier this week that I was going to see a Star Wars movie. Yeah. later in the week yeah and I was like that's it it's strange to have like every single Star Wars movie that's come out while I've been alive including the prequels because I was a, I was a kid but like right. including the prequels I've been like amped up for weeks right about right. Like every single one except for yeah. this one like I like I texted you earlier this week and I was like wait that's like in
1: three days yeah. it didn't hit me it didn't hit me until I was like in my car driving to the theater and I was just like yeah, dude, freaking Star Wars. Let's go. Yeah, it's a Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> I put on my solo shirt this afternoon. I was like, okay, my Han
0: Solo shirt over here. And I'm like, okay, it's a Star Wars thing. I, I yeah. promise. I'm trying to convince myself this is the Star Wars experience. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, so I went in with pretty low expectations, I think. And uh, same for the same reasons, where it's like this was never a story that I necessarily needed them to tell. But mm-hmm. then like was... S- slowly convinced over the course of the movie I think yeah that's that's how I came down kind of like where I was like this got better and better the longer the movie kind of moved along yeah so yeah so it take that how and that's no no spoilers or anything with that but it's just like that's how I experienced the movie I came in very skeptical yeah and then was well, it was brought around
1: yeah i think i i'm not blown away yeah but I was pleasantly uh not surprised but just entertained. Yeah. Like I remember saying like a month or so ago to to somebody I was just like, "You know what? If I just have a good time with this movie, I'll be happy." Like that's where I'm at. Yeah. Cuz you know, I I can't expect that they're going to just, you know, crap gold every year <laughs> with a Star Wars film. Like yeah. Like Force Awakens to me was just it was such an insane event. Mm. I don't know that it'll top that in the next, you know, 4 or 5 years. We'll it's, see. But what, but watching this like uh it probably took me a while to to feel like okay, I can enjoy this, but like yeah. um it told a good story. Mm-hmm. that wasn't necessarily like uh, it wasn't like the prequels in the sense that like we're just waiting for the pieces to fall into place. Yeah, yeah. Where it you kind of moment- like know
0: where it's going, and even like Rogue One was sort of that way. Right. Where like I
1: know where this is going. I yeah. know what's
0: got to happen. Yeah. And so you were just kind of like watch like how it happens is more
1: the question rather than what happens. Right. And it's it had its moments. Uh, yep. Where you're just like, okay, yeah, we had to we had to do that so that we, you know. Yeah. get through that part, I guess. But like, for sure. I think for the most part, it's a very original story and does a good job of utilizing characters that we already know. Mm-hmm. Say for one instance that we'll talk about later. <laughs> uh, and, um, and, and it, it treats those characters with respect, you know, yeah, yeah. With the way they treat Lando Calrissian and Han, like, and, and Chewie, like, if anything, it just strengthens. It does a good job of of strengthening the original films, which I think Rogue One did. Yeah, I think Rogue One upped the stakes of how A New Hope opens. Agreed. And so I feel like this kind of not upped the stakes, but just gave more life to what happens in Empire and and who Han was and where he came from and what state of mind he was in when he shows up in A New Hope. Like, right, right. I just think you know if that's what we get out of it then that's great yeah i think like that's
0: something it's it's a relatively unfair thing to ask um of a star Wars movie to be like a good standalone movie. Right. Like right. it's like, okay. So I realized that the original trilogy, each one of those movies, it tells a story that's self-contained, but also services this overall plot for that trilogy. And it's fantastic in that way. Yeah. But like the subsequent movies, it's kind of unfair to, to, to grade them on that, to be like, well, that doesn't work by itself, you know, because it's like, well, it doesn't stand by itself. There's all of these other movies that you kind of have to have watched in order to understand. Right. Um, but then at the same time, this movie does stand alone. Kind of like if you knew nothing about Star Wars, you could go into this movie and be like, "Well, that was that was a ride. Yeah. It was an adventure, you know, yeah. and that was definitely a uh, a fun thing to watch." Yeah, um, I thought like some other notable things about this, like the direction. I really appreciated a lot of it. There was a yeah. few few moments that like I was like, "Well, something something could have been a little bit more." Um, authentic or a little bit like done a little bit better but like overall like i thought like you couldn't tell that this thing was reshot like halfway through it seemed like no
1: it does not suffer the same fate that uh justice league suffered
0: right where like you switch directors and and potentially that's because they switched directors very like pretty early maybe in yeah. the shooting process um that like it, it just it feels like a cohesive vision absolutely um, and I appreciated that. Like that was something that I thought was was cool about this. Yeah. Um, all the practical things, I think more so than than what Force Awakens or Last Jedi do, like the Rogue One and then this movie as well, like have gone practical yeah. so many times whenever they could have gone like complete CG. Yeah. And that was nice.
1: Yeah. That that was cool. I think also the camera work in here was really good. There was a couple shots that really stood mm-hmm. out to me. And there's stuff in this film that we've never seen in Star Wars films before. Agreed. Like really interesting things, uh, really interesting set pieces and kind of plot devices, but also just like just visual stuff that you're like, uh, I think even at moments it kind of pushed boundaries. I've always said there was was one, there's one thing that the prequels did better than any other Star Wars film, Hmm. and that was locations. Mm -hmm. The locations in the prequels are on a whole nother level.
0: Yeah. Then, Where it's like, oh man, I know what Geonosis looks and feels like. Right? Yeah. Or I can imagine
1: what it smells like, even. Yeah. You know. And it's like you watch every other Star Wars film, and it's like it's either a desert planet, yeah. a snowy planet, or a forest. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that's just Earth, man. Like, <laughs> it's supposed to take place in another galaxy. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe use your imagination a little bit. When George Lucas did that in the in the prequels, every location was vastly different than the one before. Yeah. And I think there was some set pieces in this one where it's like, oh, yeah, we haven't seen something like that for a long time. Totally. So. The only thing that kind of compares was like at the
0: beginning of Rogue One, there's like you're in a location. And, but then like it I was like, oh, man, this is going to be way different because like you see it from the outside. Like you yeah. see the planet and it gives you like, oh, this is this planet. Yeah. And then but once you get down to like the street level or whatever, you're like, well, this could be anywhere. Right. Whereas this this movie, you're right. It totally nailed the. this couldn't be anywhere. Right. This is on a specific planet place like yeah. in, a, in a specific place and you know yeah it's it's really interesting to see that happen with this movie versus like some of the other things um mm-hmm. the music in this yeah not like i was we were talking about while the credits were like rolling it's not john williams mm-hmm. but it is definitively star wars yeah um john powell did the music for it which he did like some of my other favorite soundtracks which are like uh how to train your dragon. Mm-hmm. And so he's a very kind of distinct kind of sound. Um, and he's like, he kind of came up and working with Hans Zimmer. So he has some of that kind of sensibility of like percussion and things. Yep. Um, and so all of that was integrated into this movie, but it still never felt un star Wars. Like it still felt like a star Wars movie. Yep. Um, which was nice. It, more so than like, it's more iconic in my mind than like rogue one or, um, and that sort of thing, obviously like a John Williams soundtrack of like, you know, the episode, <laughs> Force Awakens and the Last <laughs> Jedi. Like, oh man, that's amazing. And it's like, yeah. this is this is the most Star Wars. Yes. Um, but for something that wasn't like the most Star Wars that you could get musically. In,
1: in contrast to Rogue One, Rogue One felt like someone who had made a Star Wars fan film and didn't want to get copy, copyright yeah. strike against them on the music. Because they were like... Yeah. The, the Rogue One theme is like for a second sounds just like the Star Wars like main theme, like yeah. opening theme, and then changes at the last second, and you're yeah. like, Really? That's the best we could do. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> just change one note. And it fe- felt very like, like you
0: said, like it <laughs> felt Star Wars y, but it didn't have its own personality. Like it didn't right. feel unique in any way. Right. Whereas this totally like had moments where I was like, man, that is unique yeah. to a Star Wars movie. And so I really liked I, I liked the John Powell twist to Star Wars. Yeah. I will listen to this soundtrack multiple times. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and I, I was appreciative of that. I did not expect that. I didn't go right. in expecting to really, like, notice the music, um, similar to how, like, I didn't go into Rogue One expecting to notice the music. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was nice. The last thing I'll say before we say see it, don't see it, or and go into spoilers, unless you have anything else, But is is that... I went into the movie not expecting much and it was slowly turned turned around over over time but I also like in that way like as I was watching it I was like this is a good movie you know yeah. where it's like so like even like Rogue One it's like what the 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 story of it like works in this movie. Like, and and most people have arcs and we can talk a little bit about, you know, spoilers after that, but like pretty much everybody has a good arc and the acting was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, It got better throughout. The acting definitely got better (laughs) as the movie went on. Yeah. Which I found suspicious. Yeah. (laughs) I, (laughs) I was trying to, we'll talk about after spoilers but I was trying to identify where like where did the switch happen where I was like no this is good this yeah. is good good now you know I feel like the acting was good specifically from um Han yeah. like early on I was like hmm, I don't
1: know yeah and then I was turned around as as the movie went on yeah there's some there's some good performances in here um I don't want to say who my favorite was because they, they weren't really in the trailers. I think mm-hmm. they were trying to keep them secret, but... Interesting. Uh, there was there was one person that just did an amazing performance. I love it. <laughs> so, talk so, about that later. are we saying see it, don't see it? What, what are we saying here? Yeah, you should see this. I don't care if you like Star Wars or not. Like, it's, it's fun. It's, I agree. It's probably... It's just... It's like... I don't know what you would... Liking it too, but it's, it's just, I want to use the word swashbuckling fun, yes. yes. but it's not piratey. No, it's like, but it sort of is
0: like, I mean, we're, we're thieves, you know, we're, we're smugglers. I don't it's know. It's kind of,
1: it's kind of got a feel like Maverick. Okay. Right? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the attitude is, is there yeah. as well. He's, he's always got it figured out. He's always got a plan, that kind of a thing. There's yeah. a lot of twisty turny stuff. Like, yeah. Who's good? Who's bad? Who can you trust? Who can you not trust? It's kind of got that maverick feel to For it. For
0: sure. Well, and then the other side of it, I was just thinking, was like, I I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I was like, okay, what would be like best case scenario? Like, what do I want from these like side story Star Wars movies? And I want it to be like, almost to be like, oh, this doesn't have to be in the Star Wars universe. Like this does this could be any sci fi setting. Like, or this could be like a just a, a an out there take. But it's in the Star Wars universe, you know, but it yeah. has like blasters as opposed to guns or like whatever. like I was like, oh, this I kind of want it to be like baby driver, but Star Wars, yeah and in a way, like this sort of is that like it's a step in that direction at the very least, yeah, um, it definitely has the Star Warsy moments mm-hmm. um which we'll definitely talk about talk about <laughs> post spoilers, but like yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely a step in that direction of like, this is a a good movie and a good story. It just happens to take place with these characters that you already know. Yeah. I say, see it as well. All right. The spoiler clock is about to wind down and we're about to crack open a can of spoiler all
1: over the place in here. So get your umbrellas. It's going
0: to happen in five,
1: four, three, two, one, throw out a spoiler. (laughs) Darth Maul was behind it all the whole time.
0: <gasps> <Holy> cow. <laughs> I mean, let's just that's that's let's start there cuz yeah. that's that is insane. So that was
1: that was the one uh character that I feel like so when I what I was talking about before was like all the characters that we know like Lando and yep. Han and Chewie, they treated with respect, they gave them purpose. <laughs> And then they kind threw of storyline arcs. Yeah. They threw in Darth Maul, which I'm like, okay, this is like, I'm, I'm trying to think through the timeline. Like yep. I was doing the same in the car on the way back here. Yeah. So <laughs> they throw in Darth Maul and I'm like, okay, he shows up in rebels, mm-hmm. like crippled and messed up mm-hmm. yeah, and he's just, a little insane. Like he's, he's just, definitely not all there. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, like, and that's maybe 10 years after this. Yep. So I'm like, dude, what happened in between then and now? Yeah, because
0: like this takes place, like you assume this takes place fairly recently after like the empire, emperor takes like power or whatever. Right. And so. Because, like, they were like, oh, this is, you know, they what, this can fuel a rebellion, you know? And you're like, yes, yeah. you know? And uh, <laughs> which, again, there are all of these Star Wars-y kind of moments and references and lines and things here and yeah. there that, like, they, they didn't... They did At a really least they good didn't job.
1: say hope. That's right. They didn't say hope one time in this movie. That's right. Well, I mean, they, they, <laughs> but they did a really good job
0: of making it not obvious. Right. You know, where it's like somebody would say something and I would hear somebody behind me be like, oh, man, you know, or like yeah. like... <laughs> And I was like, well, if that person hadn't said anything, I literally wouldn't have realized that that's a line from a different movie that they're, like, repurposing here. Yeah. Um, And, like, I liked that. I liked all the references in that way. The Darth Maul thing, like, so that would have had to take place, and then something happens to him um, before he...
1: Because
0: he's I mean, all maybe, by himself. I mean, maybe
1: Han's girlfriend is the one who shows up and, like, bamboozles him and kicks him out of the crimson whatever. I mean, because is he leading that? Like, okay, so yeah, it looked like he was the leader the of leader. the the group, and that because he mean, had the, he had the necklace on, just like uh, the like uh, the the um, ring vision. Oh yeah, so so the <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the uh, my thought is like whenever they told the story
0: about the oh man, and then they they rose up against the people who were oppressing them, and then they were punished for it or whatever. Um, that that on that planet, that group of people like. Was that Darth Maul that did that, or was that like just his, some of his like cronies, some of his followers? You know. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. It's it's a really <clears throat> like if this throws a kink into what I thought I knew about like the timeline between where Darth Maul ends Clone Wars to whenever he meets up with the Rebels and and right. Rebels. So it's very interesting. Yeah. I also thought like back whenever. Darth Maul was reintroduced to to rebels, Um, which I'm not going to spoil anything there. But like Dave Filoni, I remember an interview where he's talking about, hey, I asked the story group, like, hey, does anybody have any plans for Darth Maul here? You know, like in in this like in this slot, and they're like, no, and he's like, okay. So, it was, so it's cool if I do this and they're like, yeah, okay. And so then that's whenever you like introduce him to rebel. So like at that time, like however many years ago that would have been, cause it would have been before that he even like, you know, storyboarded and wrote those episodes. They didn't have any plans for him. And so now suddenly they're like, Oh, let's, let's bring him into these side stories and like create some sort of a, you know, an arch villain kind of situation going. Yeah. So it's interesting to see them kind of change, change tactics with, with that character. Yeah. Also, this is the first time we've seen him back in a live action film.
1: Yeah. In what, 20 years? Yeah.
0: It was really funny. Like afterwards in the credits were rolling, there's a group that was down there being like, so was that Darth Maul? And they're like, yeah, it was Darth
1: Maul. He actually came back in the uh, the Clone Wars. And they're <laughs> like,
0: really? And he's like, yeah, he had spider legs. He had spider legs, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and I think it was the same actor too. You could tell he's a little... You know, a little portly. Well, and then the voice <laughs> as well. Like, I mean, because the voice is—I think the
0: voice is different than the uh, the the actual like actor, right? And so, like, the voice, like, that's what I immediately recognized. I was like, that sounds exactly like Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, it is Darth Maul. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, I would said earlier uh, there was a character whose performance I loved the most, and that was the guy. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Vision, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany, yes, his performance was, I mean, he, dude, he went all in. I mean, he it was terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> he was so creepy, dude, and I loved
0: it. Well, I also loved like the visual cues of like when like you could read his emotions on his face because like the like he would turn red in the veins and like it yep. it was and his eyes would turn red too. Yep. Oh my goodness! Like it was it was both terrifying. It was unsettling whenever it was like kind of on the on the. Uh, where we're like, this is kind of a gray area, whether or not he's being threatening right now, yeah. you know, cause it's like, this is his eyes are sort of red, but not like yeah. bloodshot. <laughs> but then yeah. whenever he like went all in at the end, it was nuts. Yeah. Um, I also liked the visual that his knives were the same, like they were red, just like the, whenever he would get angry, mm-hmm. it's like he ignited those and they would change too. So yeah. like I, that was, I thought it was a cool character touch consistency, yeah. you know, in, in yeah. the character. um, kind of rewinding a little bit the man like i i always thought this movie was gonna be rough from the first scene
1: yeah the first scene felt really jarring like i don't know like the
0: uh alden einrich like did a really good job later on and like really brought me around to his han solo but like man that first scene i was like this this could potentially be a really rough like couple hours here yeah um and like i don't know when it got better like when when did like it make the switch where I was like okay now I'm along for the ride rather than just watching someone play you know Han I think Solo. it
1: was when he when he played cards with Lando the first time because mm. you see it's the first time that he starts to use his charm to yep. like to get what he wants and mm. you're like that's that's han solo right there that's a good call
0: um <laughs> because i do remember like the first time like whenever he's we're talking to to woody harrelson's character or whatever like um beckett is that character's yeah. name but remember we was talking to him for the first time i was kind of like still on the on the fence where i was like i don't know like it's yeah. it's it's not as bad as the first scene but like mm, i don't know still yeah um so you're right i think that is the, that is the time which can we talk
1: about like Lando Calrissian man
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Donald Glover did a fantastic job it was so good man <laughs> it was really good <clears throat> I and like, I, he sounded like him he, I, he totally had the whole thing down it was great the mannerisms like whenever he's sitting there in the chair but also like whenever he would like walk around
0: or whatever yeah and I, I also loved all the contextual stuff of like he just has hundreds of capes
1: yeah <laughs> Also, dude, another thing where I talked about how this film, like, fills out Empire, like, Mm. and this is a small trivial thing, but the fact that Han was the one who pulled the handshake trick on him for the first time. Mm -hmm. The Han did that to him. So when you see it in Empire, he's actually getting back at Han for that. Yep. I I was like, that's, that's smart, man. That's good. I, I totally yeah
0: I love that that like the ongoing kind of thing where it's like oh you carry that relationship forward yeah. and it's like how many times have they done this to each other they've yeah. probably done it so many times yeah um it's interesting like what the the small little fan servicey things like with uh with Lando like, like the capes, like the, yeah. like the handshake, like the whole, like, Oh, <clears throat> I won the one quote unquote, the millennium Falcon back. And then you want it back from me. And like, there's this whole thing going on with that. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool as well. I also the modifications, like apparently those fell off in the in the gravity <laughs> hole or whatever. Like even the front thing, like I didn't yeah. see that happen.
1: That was the escape pod. Oh, what's that? That was really? what he used to distract the monster so the monster would get trapped in the in the wormhole. I didn't catch that. Which by the way, they did a really good job of,
0: of uh of making you think that, that was that monster was gonna be a bigger deal in the uh the trailers yeah. than it actually was. Yeah. Um Which I I kind of assumed that that was the the Kessel Run, which, man, literally never
1: once did
0: I ever go, I need to see the Kessel Run. Right.
1: But I'm glad that they didn't make it the focal point of the movie either.
0: Right. It's more of
1: just a plot device to get them to the third act
0: right and it's like
1: and it's this character moment of like
0: oh it's it's cool that he like immediately after he's like yeah you know look and see what I did <laughs> it's like he didn't even do that by himself it's like he right. had like a nav computer from the from the the droid which was an amazing character as well but like the the, the, char- the droid <laughs> helping him he had like everybody in that thing all like six of them yeah. were helping him like navigate this thing and but then like later on his, his ego just takes it to that level yeah. of like I did that you know I mean as
1: long as Lando's not around he's gonna be telling everybody that he ran the kessel run in 12 parsecs <laughs> i love it i love that aspect i also appreciated
0: that we freed all the people on that planet like yeah. the, <laughs> even if like the empire's like right there to stop any from from leaving the planet right it's still like
1: a little <laughs> robot rebellion is that what you're talking about yeah like one yeah. what, what <laughs> of my
0: my biggest like complaints about <laughs> the last jedi was that we didn't free the children from that planet. Like yeah. it's like, there are plenty we of freed these, the animals, yeah, but they, not the children. There are plenty of these horses that they can ride. Like these children can, can ride with you and get in this, the stolen spaceship and get off the planet. Like yeah. just, just save, save the children. Yeah. <laughs> but They, they totally like, I, I appreciate the fact that it's like, they freed the, uh, all the droids. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: just <laughs> start she, going. She goes, crazy. why don't you just work on freeing your brothers and sisters? <laughs> They're just like slamming things on keyboards <laughs> and walking over control consoles. And, and it's like they're having all these unintended consequences down, <laughs> like on the other
0: levels of the planet where it's just like opening doors. <laughs> and- that was great, man. Oh man. I also love the fact that like at the end, she's like, I'm, I'm living my, my purpose or yeah. like I found one of my purposes.
1: Yeah. It oh, was so a really good. great moment. There's some good moments. There's some good, Chemistry. I loved. I. Uh, I loved how like the bond was formed between uh, between Chewie and Han, and, mm. and just how how much that meant right off the bat. Yeah, and it was really great. I think the the biggest thing, and I just oh, it. I was like, because the movie still hadn't won me over. Okay, and they hit you with the what's your last name yeah I was like I'm done yep I don't want to see this movie yep that's the part that I was like this is rough yeah like <laughs> that I was still on the
0: man you're if gonna
1: this- you're gonna you're gonna tell me that since 1977 <laughs> solo is his only his last name because he was alone when someone asked him what his name was. And that Solo is not actually his name. And he didn't even like come up with
0: it. Like, it's like, I, I can see it being a fake name if like he like, you know, came up with it himself.
1: But like, he totally, like, in the, oh man. Again, at, it, at that point. W- it would in have the movie, played better if he had been like, what's your last name? And he'd say like, Solo. And he'd be like, let me guess, you like to work alone? Like, make fun of him <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. make fun of his name. Yeah. And then have him say something even better back to him. But, right to have some random imperial <laughs> officer at registration give him the last name solo because he was by himself when he signed up yep that's just that's that's <laughs> throwing a lightsaber in the first shot of the movie bad this is like th- that that by itself made me feel
0: like this was the movie from my worst nightmare. Like I was like, this is, if this continues, like if that had continued and like, again, with the, like the acting got better throughout, but if the acting had continued at that level and then like the, the cheesy kind of like answering questions that I never, ever would have asked in the first place, um, would have continued. I would have been like, this is going to be a really rough, like two, two hours and 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well then it's like, okay, so, does anybody's last name matter? Cause now you're, right. you're Skywalker What is this, Cause you walked on the sky. Like you, right. What? You, and just like, don't do crap like that. Like
0: I never once asked, I, I have never heard the Han Solo and been like, Oh, I wonder how he got that name. No. Just like, I've never asked like, how did Emperor Papatain get his name? Like it's, probably probably not some like cheesy reason and like how did chewbacca like how did chewbacca get his name like i these are questions that i i never would have asked yeah and like i didn't need that answered and it wasn't clever it wasn't funny it wasn't like anything besides just like unbridled fan service and and like that too it yeah. never feels good like no. as a fan like i'm a fan like i love i love good like well delivered it doesn't like, feel good
1: Because it doesn't actually add to his character. It kind of detracts from it. Right. Right. Because it's like, you can't take the name Han Solo and then tell me that Solo doesn't mean anything. Mm Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it does, it has meant something to me, like for however long I've I've watched those movies. So like that, yeah, that felt felt a little strange. Um, But the Kessel run, like in that way, whenever we was like, oh man, it's on Kessel, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. But they didn't make it a big deal,
1: and so like most of the fans it was was an integral plot point to the film. Like it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was shoved in there. Yep. So that they could fit it in there, so that people would go see the movie, like. No, it was an integral part of the story, and it fit really well, and it wasn't – it may have been action-wise the climax, but it wasn't the focal point of the film.
0: Yeah, it definitely wasn't, like, the story's climax, really, because, like, we still had, like, the whole backstabbing thing, you know, later on. Yeah. Um, And. All of this plays into like the <laughs> fact that it got better as it went. Like it makes me leave the theater feeling like, oh man, really good about like I, that was like a ride. You know, yeah. I was just like I was just along for the adventure. Yeah. But then like early on, it felt like, ooh, I'm watching something. Like this is clearly a movie. Yeah. Um, there were some set design things like earlier um in the movie as well where it's like, well, that first planet that that him and Kira were on, um, it didn't. F- like it was too clean, like in some of the spots where I'm like, man, they're like living in like these little shacks or like whatever, like these, these, uh, basically just I don't even know what you would call them, like the, uh, the containers, like these yeah. the steel containers, rusty steel <laughs> containers, but like they're both like pretty, pretty like clean, like yeah. they're not like dirty or anything really, like uh, they both look almost like, oh man, there's two characters wearing costumes. Yeah. And so, like, but, as you went through the movie, like it it actually got better and better on that front too, where like by the time we were on the top of that train, I'm like, man, all these characters look like they should be here. yeah, um I did think that the the reveal was cool with like the uh, whenever the 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 what you think is the big bad person like right. takes off her helmet and it's like, oh my goodness. This is a kid. It's like these are real people underneath these helmets. Yeah. And like that that felt <clears throat> so cool where it's like, hey, this thing that's been chasing you, these the, essentially like you're unmasking j- the shark in Jaws or whatever. Yeah. This this really horrifying thing that has been chasing you this whole time. You're like these are people and you actually probably are on their side. Yeah. I thought that was a cool twist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. And I think had Paul Bettany not been so good, it would have been a letdown to find out that this was just some kid yeah but with how terrifying paul bettany was you're like okay i still got my evil villain itch scratched so i'm (laughs) good
0: yeah and it's that that's a really good point because he did such a such a compelling job of like it's like well are we really want to be doing the job for this person you know and and the uh the tension that's in the room whenever you first like encounter him between, especially like with Kira where, where he says like, Oh, and obviously you got away too. And she was like, no, I actually didn't. And you're like, Oh, you know, that's ominous. (laughs) And so then you like over, over the next, like that scene, there's, there's dripping with this subtext of like control. Yep. That was a fantastic moment. Yeah. Um,
1: Anything else to talk about, really? I don't think so. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm probably gonna take my son to go see it either this weekend or next weekend. I will definitely see it again. Yeah. That's the other thing is like I
0: I only saw Last Jedi twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll at least see this that many times. Yeah. I mean, it feels like this this is a more fun movie than that. Where I'm like, yeah, hey, I. I this is a good way to spend two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. So where do we go from here? Like, what's the what's the next movie? So we have episode nine. Yep. And then do we have anything officially like announced past that? Nope. I guess we've had the uh, we have the Ryan Johnson trilogy that's supposedly <laughs> happening. Yeah. Oh man, which I. Yeah, I'm just I can't I can't convince myself to get excited about that one. Yeah. Um and then I think they didn't they did they do uh an announcement, like an official
1: thing with the Game of Thrones uh creators or, or executive producers? No, the only confirmed things I know of are Filoni's uh resistance show right. and uh Favreau's um, That's right, the live action thing. Yeah.
0: So that's interesting. So yeah, we don't have any other like side movies. So I'm wondering if they, if they, maybe they see how this one does or is received by fans to see, Hey, do we move forward with like a Obi-Wan Kenobi? That's something that Chris posited like two weeks ago or last week yeah. that like we're waiting, maybe they're waiting to see how this goes to do another character movie, Yeah. Um, which I would be more than okay if they kind of used this as a springboard into an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Um, where we're dealing more with Darth Maul and yeah. uh, and Kira, I mean, like that—that that seems really interesting. It seems like that would be a cool thing to dive into. I wonder if maybe they would choose to do it in like comic books or something like that, like something that's yeah. aside from from an official big movie or something. But um, with the way they're talking, it like the rumors are going about the, uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi movie. I, I kind of hope that that exists.
1: Yeah, it'd be nice. All right, you
0: ready to rate this thing? Yes. Mm. What do you rate solo,
1: a Star Wars story? Uh, give it a. Uh, I think when I was watching it, I was I was thinking like, yeah oh, this is an eight. Mm-hmm. But then you know, towards the end, like the more I think about it, the more I liked it. Yeah. And so I think I think I'll give it an eight point five. Yeah. I think like it's so interesting how this one ramped up over time and I
0: I'm right there with you where it's like while I was watching you know in the beginning I was like oh this is no this is not not yeah. good. and then you're like in the middle I'm like yeah this is about a, you know a good solid 7 and then it's like oh this is like 8 so I'm right there with you where it's like it, this is an 8.5 yeah. um by the end of the movie and it's like I don't know if I've had that that much of a like a growing on me experience as watching a movie um as I did during this one Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. Glad I wasn't let down. Me too. You know, because you, you would have been solo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this <laughs>
0: week. <laughs> next week on the podcast i believe chris will be back i don't know if he's not you know i don't know i don't know what's happening so uh so we'll we'll see (laughs) i know he's like gonna be on like vacation or staycation that week or something like that but Mm. he was talking to me he's like oh i think i might be able to do it there will be a show next week yes regardless yeah um but yeah so tune in for that and, uh, you can follow us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. You're gonna have to help me out with this outro because I never do the outro. Okay. Um, so see. stayontargetpodcast.com on Twitter at John Wright777 and Fultron84. And please stay
1: on target pod at stayontargetpod. Yes. What's please, next? Please, uh, review us. Yes. On your podcast service of choice. We gobble up the reviews. Yep. And, uh, they sustain us. Yes. Gobble, gobble. No, that's the turkey thing. That's a, that's a Thanksgiving thing. That does it for this week. Until next week,
0: stay, stay on target. On
1: target. <laughs>